0: This podcast is brought to you by Sage Hill, a social impact organization. Our mission is to help people be who they're made to be so that they can do what they're made to do. Find more resources to live fully, love deeply, and lead well at sagehillresources.com. Hey, this is Stephen James with Sage Hill. So glad you're listening to this version of... The hill podcast we've got phil herndon and alex dairy from sage hill murfreesboro our partners out there are doing this podcast this week um, they're such great guys they always have a good bit of humor and a good bit of wisdom to offer i hope you enjoy it and remember sage hills here here to help if there's anything you need please reach out to us hey everybody this is phil herndon with sage hill counseling here in murfreesboro tennessee i am joined today by my partner friend, colleague, Alex Derry. Hey, Alex. Hey, Phil.
1: (laughs) So, uh, Alex (laughs) and
0: our our partners here at Sage Hill business are also like, you know, partners in joining in the work together here in our community and we just, frankly, having a great time serving Murfreesboro and surrounding area and doing it together and Alex talks to me about business and I pretend like I know what he's talking about and I nod really well and Alex is like the guru with the numbers, and and I, he says stuff about business, and I go, that's great, Alex. And then we <laughs> go <laughs> on go in our community. So uh, man, I'm so grateful for you, and uh, we get yeah. to do together. So, so topic today, we've I know on the Sage podcast, we've covered some specific territories through the years, like anxiety and depression, and COVID and isolation, and. And uh, sure. so, so helpful. The, the Sage Hill team that have done those are just really great little podcasts. So, today we wanted to cover a little bit of a more general territory.
1: Alex, yeah. like,
0: uh, I guess you could kind of entitle this, uh, What Does Really Good Therapy Look Like? Good, Healthy Therapy Look Like. So, yeah, uh, we kind of settled on that. Like, you know, lots of people are seeking therapy these days, and because we, you know, 2020 was rough. And in some ways, what it did, Alex, it just kind of kind of exposed what's always been going on. You know, high levels of anxiety,
1: yeah. oh, using sure.
0: different things addictively to make ourselves okay with how much fear we've all had. And so, uh, oh, and the trauma
1: way. the trauma of 2020, you know, it's like yeah. everybody's hurting right. in some way, you know?
0: Yeah. It's just, this thing has just lifted the curtain on how much hurt there's been and yeah so you know we think about therapy uh we we use that word a lot alex like being therapeutic and going to therapy the the word therapeutic is a latin word it means curing or healing it's actually from a greek root that means to treat or to cure and there's kind of a cool um relationship with the word therapon with the therapon, which means attendant i thought was really cool like Good therapy is attending to the hearts of people. And um, you and I, of course, we talk about that every day. The whole Sage Hill team does. We every day our conversations are around, hey, how can we be therapeutic? How can we attend to people well? And so as you and I talked about this, you, you used this phrase I want you to talk about. You you said, Yeah, man, that's like the territory, the support change continuum. that's a big phrase but like if you would just kind of vamp around on that for a little bit support change continuum in therapy
1: well i think like if you think about the goal of therapy and you think of this continuum where on one side is uh a place of support and then on the other side is a place of change Mm -hmm. and these are really two um uh Uh, kind of ends of the spectrum of what therapy can look like and uh, yeah so just thinking about well what makes good therapy well you think of these two kind of considerations that people are coming in probably looking for something somewhere on that continuum you know whether they're coming for to therapy for a place uh, just to be cared about or heard or uh, not alone anymore, or they're coming to therapy because they want their life to be completely different and they want to be challenged and have a um, an outside perspective. And I think uh, as therapists, we often find ourselves leaning towards one part of that spectrum as well. Like we either tend towards wanting to just offer care or wanting to just offer change, you know, which often comes in the form of maybe being more confrontive. Um, But it's just a really important, I think, consideration. And honestly, I think, uh, something to be aware of, as somebody coming into therapy, um, to be aware of like, what is it I'm looking for? um, From the therapist that I'm seeing? um, You know, and um, yeah, I don't know. What are you thinking about that, Phil?
0: Yeah, man, I think that, that's such a great thing. Like if you're listening to the podcast and you're considering like you're thinking someone's told you or you woke up one morning and went, man, I need some help. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm depressed or anxious, right? I just can't stop drinking or pornography or whatever it is. Like what a great question for people to know to ask, like, okay, as it stands right now, do I need someone to really just listen to me? uh, unpack this stuff, or do I need someone to kind of show up in this with me and confront me and challenge me about some things? Yeah. And obviously the process involves both. And, yeah. You no,
1: know, well, It st- has to be both. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Grat- it has
1: to be both. Like, you know, if you get just one of those, it's, it's not helpful. Do you know, like if you come to therapy and you, uh, only get cared about you know like someone sits and likes you all day and smiles at you and cries with you and and that that actually is so so valuable like i'm not not to diminish the power of just sitting with somebody and and caring and loving them because that that honestly is probably the biggest ingredient in change Um, but if it if there is no confrontation ever if there is no feedback ever then i think that it's not effective I don't know is that is that too strong to say oh. you know so yeah so that you have to have both I, I kind of jumped in and interrupted you it can't just be one or the other mm-hmm. you know of just support or just change
0: yeah it reminds me so much of um you know Dan Allender's work he he talks about four characteristics of love and one of them yeah. is the lighting and the presence of the other, which would be the support, yeah. right? And then they're yeah. willing to stand in the way of the other, willing yeah. to hurt but not harm the other. That's that. Oh gosh. Yeah. Part, right? Like so. So great therapy, and it's such a fluid process. I've been doing it for years. You've been doing it for years. I, I've yeah. had a lot of therapy through the years. You've had <laughs> yes. six years, right? Yeah. It's so important to know. That I'm going to be sitting with someone. Like, if you're listening to this podcast and you're considering yeah. therapy, um, yeah. know you need to do it. Like, what a! You, I think mean, you so beautifully outlined it, Alex. Like, I, I, I do, I do want someone to empathize with my lot in life. I do yeah. want someone to cry with me and laugh with me. Yeah, and then yeah. I yeah. also need that person, that therapist, to courageously step into my story with me and say, "Hey, we need to talk about this. This is." Yeah, You may feel hurt when I say this to you, but you need to hear this.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I remember in my own kind of recovery story and journey, like, and I saw a a number of, uh, a few different therapists through that process that there was one particular therapist that changed my life so much because of his ability to do both parts of that spectrum. That that I, I can recall stories where I felt like this person said the hardest, maybe meanest thing that I've ever heard someone say to me. Yeah. And then right at the end of that, with tears in his eyes, he just sat with me. Do you know? And it was like that marrying of somebody that was willing to struggle and push uh, but also care. Mm that changed my life, truthfully changed my life, you know. And the therapy before that really was the other side of the spectrum. I had somebody that just sat and listened and let me talk and, you know, never really pushed me, mm-hmm. you know. And that is so,
0: if you look at that, you know, let's kind of help us segue into, I, you know, we just created some bullet points and we're going to talk about four things in particular, yeah you know, there are probably 4,000 things that go into really like effective, healthy therapy, but that's a great segue into, um, you know, what you just described. That's what healthy parents do.
1: Healthy yeah. parents yeah. support
0: and love and cry with, and they step in and say, hey, this is harmful. Uh, yeah. This is where this has to stop. This is this is where you're messing up. This is what I'm angry at you about. This is what I fear you're going to move more into, which I guess it's kind of a segue for us thinking about that support change continuum like one of the bullet points underneath that to be looking for in therapy is like going going into therapy and working with someone who has the courage to to talk about and really emotionally process your family of origin story like we yeah. come from somewhere and that's real tender territory you know we're really protective of our families and those yeah. are the people that raise it. And it's so scary sometimes. It feels like such betrayal to start talking about where I come from. But I really need, yeah. I needed, you're not talking about this a lot, just on a personal level. I needed oh, someone sure. to walk into that territory with me courageously, kindly, and firmly to walk yeah. in the territories I didn't want to walk into and then to walk with me on that support side as I talked about those painful things.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure, you know, and I think I think that is such a delicate area of our stories to walk because, and, and I see this all day with with the clients I sit with. Um, so often, especially in early stages of therapy, um, we're walking with people in territory that they spent most of their life um, either not thinking about or. Um, or honestly thinking that was really good and not like avoiding or being blind to maybe some of the realities that they've lived in. And it's such a delicate area where it's, it's not helpful to tell somebody, hey, you're blind. <laughs> Do you know, confront over right? You push change, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, so to speak, take a leg off from under them, uh, from the table and just watch it fall, you know, like that's not helpful. Do you know, um, and it, it's not helpful either to just say, you know, ag- be agreeable, do you know. So again, we're looking at that continuum and walking into this really delicate, um, hard part of our story, you know.
0: Yeah, it reminds me so much kind of in a, a, as a second point. So under this umbrella of support change continuum, you know, crying with me and confronting me, so to speak. Uh, yeah. the whole idea, but okay, I'm gonna need to talk through, really and truly process through feelings and experiences and trauma and and great things. So yeah. in order to do that, as you as you've really beautifully described, Alex, um, that requires kind of I guess kind of the second bullet point of safety. Like I need emotion yeah. to do what you've been describing. I need safety, and safety just simply means I need to recognize that the person, my therapist sitting across from me is highly invested in my welfare. Yeah, That he or she cares about me, and as they walk with me, as my therapist walks with me through my story, am I safe? My therapist may say things to me I feel angry about, or hurt about, or I may feel shame or guilt, but do I have an ongoing recognition that my therapist is looking out for my welfare.
1: Yeah. I think of it, um, that's so important, safety. And it's so easily um, misdefined as having no feelings. (laughs) You know, like culturally, like if you say anything that someone has feelings about, it's like, oh, well, that person's not safe. Yeah. Um, And and we say this so much, and I'm sure you've said this too, like in group therapy, where there's so many feelings often happening, that like safety really means that you can have all of your feelings and you can share all of your feelings out loud and you won't be made to pay for it. You won't be abandoned for it and you won't be harmed for it. You know, that it truthfully is safe to be you and to share all of you.
0: that is a, I would love to bottle that. (laughs) That's that's so well said, like, it's exactly right. Like I can, that kind of all goes into the territory of our need for security. You know, the need for security says, I can struggle out loud with you. And you said beautifully, I will not reject you. I will not punish you. I will not abandon you.
1: Yeah. Well, you
0: talk about the mashup of family of origin trauma and other types of trauma uh, oh yeah. What's needed in therapy? Right. Like, yeah. Hey, hey Alex. Hey Phil. Hey. Hey whomever. You know. This is my story. And can I really get sloppy with this thing? And will yeah. you firmly, truthfully, and kindly, graciously walk me through this? And can I kind of be a mess?
1: Yeah. You know, sure.
0: Can I not do it right? And can I not even do it well? And like, can I be irritable? And like, can I be scared? and can i do yeah. these things with you and will you firmly wisely guide me through those days even if you have to kind of take my shoulders and turn them in a different direction for me to see
1: something yeah yeah and man that that changes people because that's not what we got often growing up do you know it's like if i tell the truth if i if i confront you if i have feelings like a, a, like us in our childhoods you know it's like we're either a problem or we get uh, someone's disappointed in us, which means that they've got no time for us now, you know, right again, punished, rejected or abandoned, you know, like, um, golly, so powerful.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, again, listeners to to the podcast, if you're in therapy yeah. now, or you're considering yeah. it or anything else, like if you if you just prepared for for therapy by looking at and thinking about and writing about those three things where did yeah. i experience punishment for having feelings where did i experience abandonment you know where did i experience rejection like where was i shamed for being a human Like, yeah. what a great what a great gift to your therapist for you to already be looking at those things and paying attention to what you feel about those things as you enter yeah. the process with, with the therapist so yeah that so we've we've <laughs> under this umbrella of support change continuum you know we've Really hit on something with the courage to walk in my family of origin story and 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 the need for safety and security. And just it's really kind of one more territory that I want us to talk about. That's, you know, I'm grateful. There's been more talk about this lately. And it's the word attachment. Hmm. Like, you know, Johan Hari did this really great TED Talk and probably the greatest title in the history of TED Talks. It's everything you thought you knew about addiction is wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, uh, That's a hook. I'm like, what? I'm like, tell me, I want to know. Oh, it's
0: so great. He's got like, you know, 20 gazillion views, but his whole yeah. point in the talk is,
1: yeah.
0: Like he starts out by saying like, I'm old enough to remember that you're not old enough to remember. I'll, I'm old enough to remember Vietnam. Like, yeah, you know, there was this whole thing around man. These guys in Vietnam, they're they're on heroin and opium, and gosh, man, when this yeah. war is over, these guys come home, we're going to have people laying in the streets, yeah. strung out on heroin, and like it didn't happen. And so he's yeah. his theory, his his talk was all around. Okay, so addiction is not just about taking drugs and it, hooking us in a reward center. And okay, so now I'm hooked forever. It's like there's got to be more to this. And so as I won't ruin the talk, but the whole talk is around no, the We opposite- need to do a
1: podcast about this. <laughs> That's yeah. that'd be a great thing to talk about.
0: Hey, stay tuned, everybody. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, it really yeah. would be sorry. Yeah.
0: So you know, his 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 bottom line was the opposite of addiction is not sobriety. The opposite of addiction is attachment. Yeah. Attaction. And so like we come into therapy, we take that paradigm, take that filter and say, hey, the opposite of trauma is not good ways to manage my trauma. The opposite of trauma is attachment. It is coming into my therapist's office and being attached in in that support change continuum. Am I attached? Meaning does he or she, my therapist, you know, does she show up with me in all of this with her own story? Not, not the therapy being about the therapist story, but does my therapist have a grasp on her story, on his story that has enabled them to show up with me and mine?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I remember uh, when I was first starting as a therapist and I was sitting down with Stephen James And uh, part of my story is I spent my whole life not wanting to feel pain, you know. And and I remember Stephen kind of looking at me, slightly concerned. It's like, is this guy going to make it? Does he have what it takes? (laughs) Like, now he didn't say that then, but uh he's later since told me that um, i am a little surprised of, he
0: didn't say it then honestly well
1: maybe he did golly <laughs> you know knowing him but um <laughs> i didn't i don't remember that part but what i remember is um and this honestly is part of my own fears like golly like like i've got to be willing to face as a therapist i've got to be willing to face my own pain in my own story in order to actually sit with other people in theirs. do you know and so so much of and I think that's so much of what makes good therapy is sitting with the therapist who um, isn't just trying to fix you. Right. But but, it, but because if they're trying to fix you, that's 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 evidence of their unwillingness just to be with you. Yeah. Do, you do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and that that the more of their own story that they're willing to face and walk through in their own personal recovery. The more they have to offer and the more capacity uh, they have to be with the people they're with yeah and that was true for me
0: gosh me too i'm um, just thinking back on um uh, among my first of my many forays into uh, uh getting therapy going to a therapist yeah it was fairly early on in, in my formal my formal 12-step recovery um I remember going to, to my therapist and uh, I was talking about something and, yeah. uh, you know, family of origin story, I suspect, I don't really remember, but I remember looking up, I was looking down so full of toxic shame. Like I, I literally yeah. could not look her in the face. I was looking, I don't know, I looked up, I was telling a story, I'm sure, about you know, some trauma. And when I looked up, she was just looking at me with tears in her eyes.
1: Yeah. I was wow. Looking,
0: I've never had this experience. And I was, I'm, I'm going to say, you know, 28 or so years old. And yeah. I remember thinking like, and I don't remember any of the words, but the message was, no Phil, I, I'm attached to you. I care about you. And this yeah. story is affecting me. Forget the things on the wall, forget the initials behind the name. Yeah. In my humanness, I'm listening to your story and we are attached emotionally. I'm in this story with you. And when you leave here, this is going to have affected me too. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm remembering your story. So that attachment piece, and again, we kind of go circle back to family yeah. of origin story. Like in my story, I, 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 my my addictions, of which I had many, um, my my anxiety, depression, my unhealthy relationship patterns, all of those things can be traced back to ultimately unatta- being an attached emotionally. Yeah. So yeah. when I began, when I recognized that in, in, in her, her name is Mika. When I uh, recognized that in Mika, it was you You said earlier on about your experience. It was life-changing for me. Like, yeah. oh, I didn't say these words then, but I'll look back and go, oh, that was attachment.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and you think of like kids, right? And what kids need in a parent is like that. I can have all of my feelings. I can be all of me. I can be too much, and you're not going to leave me. You're not going to abandon me. You're not going to make me pay for it. Do you know? Obviously, there's appropriate boundaries, right? Containment and such. But that is that's that grounds back to safety that creates the ability for attachment. You know? Yeah,
0: it really does. You know, we all these kind of bullet points we've covered so far today, you know, they all, they all in some ways under the umbrella support change idea. In some ways, they all kind of end up in the same well of attachment. You know, it's like where I've heard many people, Chip used to say this a lot in in treatment with our guys. Like, hey guys, we are impaired in relationship and we are repaired in relationship. Oh yeah. Bridge between the two. Secure attachment.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, yeah. Back to will this person listen and cry with me, laugh with me, talk with me, and will they confront me? Will they support me? And will they walk with me in painful change? And my ability to trust, my ability to walk in week after week is going to have a whole lot to do with am I experiencing emotional attachment?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: that's one thing that's one thing you and i do you know with our with our staff here is like many and you know we we've got community in about you know a half hour and uh like one of the things we we do as we gather as a team is like we make sure that it's not just a okay we do check-in blah 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 but like that check-in is sometimes 45 minutes and sometimes 20 but it's it's designed around making sure people know if you're walking in here with something that we could call impairment, if you're walking in here with, you're carrying something, this is the place to talk about that without being yeah. fixed or punished, as you say, rejected or abandoned, e- even as a yeah. staff. team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we say to you, we're, we're looking at these people that we sit in the staff meeting to say, there's going on inside that therapist has a whole lot to do with what happens in those sessions. Yeah, make sure we're paying attention to how attached we are to self, and that we are to others, and that we are to the God of our understanding. Yeah, yeah.
1: Love attachment—it's relationship. That's what heals people.
0: Yeah, it really does. Relationship. Relationship heals people. That's a really good place to wrap up. You know, you know, (laughs) formally speaking, like I'm sitting at home and I'm thinking about, hey, I, I think I need some therapy. My friends are telling me I need some help. I'm like, uh, I'm gonna, yeah, okay, relationship is healing and love is expressed in the context of relationship. And I know I need yeah. support and I know I need change. Yeah. And what yeah. is my experience with being rejected, punished or abandoned, you know, for having feelings? What a great like starter kit to begin the therapeutic. Yeah. Practice. so. Yeah a great place to end so anything anything on your mind and heart around you know healthy therapy that that you need pressing up against your breastbone that you want to say before we wrap up
1: i think that's it I think yeah. that's it
0: yeah hey alex thanks man love doing this with you
1: so good to do it with you phil All right i'll see you soon
0: yeah hey thanks for listening talk to you soon This podcast is brought to you by Sage Hill, a social impact organization. Our mission is to help people be who they're made to be so that they can do what they're made to do. Find more resources to live fully, love deeply, and lead well at sagehillresources.com.